being green can be so sexy. Well, at least you can be sexy and keep it green. Check out the Green Divas Eco Sexy Podcast for ways to keep it green in the bedroom or wherever you like to have sex. So we have another segment with the lovely Lindsay Hageman, who is the co-editor of Ecosexuality. She's also a co-creator of an event, an annual event called Ecosex Convergence. I think I read my handwriting right, which is out in uh, Washington State in an intentional community that she lives and participates in. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Megan. It's great to talk to you again. So... Today, we're going to talk a bit about cultivating erotic community and partnerships, uh, partnership with the earth, and what that means. So give us an idea what that means. <laughs> sure. So in the last segment, we talked about the idea of erotic energy as renewable energy and how we can connect our erotic bodies on a daily basis with the earth and then share that energy with those in our lives and the projects that we care about and with the earth itself. And now one of the questions that arises out of that, I think naturally for a lot of people is, okay, I'm, I'm cultivating this erotic energy. I'm, I'm feeling connected and embodied uh, with the earth. Now, who do I share this erotic energy with? Right. Who do I, it's, it's such a precious and, and lovely part of myself, who do I share that with? And basically what I'm proposing, something that I, I practice, is reclaiming my own sexuality in the name of the earth. Um, and I have found that to be extremely empowering uh, when I no longer let my relationship or my, my relationships and my relationships to my body and to my desires and to my sexuality be defined by the consumer culture, yeah. uh, but instead having my relationship with the earth define how I feel about my body, who I want to share my body with, and how I express those desires. Okay, interesting. And and so how does that look? How does that manifest for, you know, maybe for you or, or what you've observed in other people who have been able to sort of connect this way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say first it really starts as a solo journey. Right. Uh, and and arguably it needs to, sort yeah. of in understanding what one's own relationship is with the earth and, and with life itself. Right. Um, and then from there, for many, it evolves into including other people. And so I think about how sexuality is really, or how we share our sexuality, is more than a statement of personal attraction, if you will. Right. I feel that it really holds in it the seeds of, of spiritual expression. And it's the soil, if you will, within which the roots of, of revolution can grow. Um, people talk about the idea of intimacy politics. Oh, right. And then intimacy politics recognizes relationships, human relationships, and how and with whom we relate as the core unit of human culture. And so in how and how we share our lives with one another and with whom we share our lives really is a source of, of significant cultural change. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, our culture has relaxed a tiny bit from the sort of old school religious concept, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when we choose for our intimate partnerships, the people that we bring most close into our lives, to, to really grow out of a, a shared commitment to life right. and to the earth, perhaps a, a, piece, a specific piece of land or a specific project, okay. um, when we choose for our intimate partners to be also be individuals who are working towards a shared vision of a regenerative culture or a gift-based economy or um, an ecological, uh, a culture that's based in ecological values, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we are aligning that very core creative energy with our values. So you spoke before and in between, I think, in the last uh, segment as well, about being in an intentional community. And so does this part of the culture of your intentional community? Certainly, certainly. And I think it's facilitated by the the notion of what an intentional community is, which is really a group of people that come together and, and live together with a shared vision, with a shared goal. And for the community that I live in, that that vision and that goal is creating uh, a culture that is both socially and ecologically sustainable. So when we talk about taking this and cultivating this erotic energy in a way that, I guess, shifts this intimacy, the politics of intimacy, and... uh, now you have a group of people because, I mean, there's it's just uh, – I don't know. It's my experience in most people's like that when we're you know communicating with someone else or meditating with someone else or whatever you – you know when you're working with someone else on something intentionally, the energy is sort of exponential, right? Very much so. There's a synergistic effect, a feedback loop that happens. So if a group of people get together and, and they've decided like this is, this is what we're going to do and they kind of align their energies – Mm-hmm. Erotic or otherwise, uh, whatever you really want to call it. But if they, you know, those core, core, deep energies that connect us, um, then boom, like, you know, amazing things can happen, right? Yeah, it's incredibly powerful because it means that the ener- our individual life energy, which is arguably the most scarce resource that we have, I'm, I know I'm saying it's renewable, but it's also our most precious. Yeah. And that how we spend that time with whom we spend that time is so critical. So let's, let's uh, spend it, invest it in ways that has a compounding and multiplying effect. Rather than, when we share, yeah. yeah, then rather than having it be like uh, diffusive or squandered. Or, mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Cause when we, when we share, when we have intimate partners that are also aligned in our same values and are also spending their days working towards things that, that we believe to be creating a better world, it means that the energy that we're devoting to our loved ones is also that energy is then devoted back to to the earth because they are spending their day doing things that are revitalizing uh, the earth. And it means that the the joy and ecstasy that that we experience in, in sexual connection is then also channeled throughout our day to, to uh, fuel the daily activities, whatever those may be. In my case, it's you know, growing food and, mm-hmm. and caring for animals. And similarly, that in that process, I'm outside, I'm, I'm working with the earth, I'm connecting with those vital sources, and that then revitalizes me, and I can bring that back into my, 
my sexual partnerships, which enliven and vitalize, and it just creates this, again, this cycle, the so, cycle of life. So it's like this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cycle of life, I, I see this, you know, Lion King scene there. But, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. Um, so it's re-energizing, and it's it's kind of this, the circle of life, but it's also rippling out. In, in theory, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm having a visual. I like it, and I, as always, I appreciate uh, your commentary on on this issue and, and the work that you've done with Ecosexuality Book, and I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much, Lindsay. Thank you, Megan. Turned on yet? Well, go to thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com. To learn more about this Green Divas eco-sexy podcast and find other low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green, 